When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we are. It's Sunday, race day. It's a grey day in London. But it's nighttime in Singapore as we gear up for the start of the Singapore Grand Prix. Four minutes out until the race. And what a qualifying it was yesterday. Max and Perez didn't make it into Q3. It definitely got spicy, mate. It was a good quality session to watch. Very, very exciting. Yeah, it was a shame Lance had his big crash, but thankfully he was okay. To be fair, it was actually a crazy crash. Like, it does show how far they have come with the development of the cars for him to just step out of that, because that was a big old chunk. 100%, mate. And the training of the drivers, the fact that he's... We'll talk about this all later, but the fact that he was flying into a wall at 150 mile an hour and he still takes his hands off the steering wheel. I think he's got a bit of PTSD from his, when you know when he broke his wrists. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. But um, I must say, mate, this morning when they announced that Lance wasn't going to be driving... <laughs> F1 announced it on Instagram, and I went straight to the comments section. I put a little comment, and I just put Felipe in yeah. capital letters, yeah. thinking, surely, surely Felipe's going to step in. Yeah. And then within seconds, I got about a million comments from everyone saying, like, actually, no, Felipe's not going to be taking his seat because he crashed after quali. You have an F1 podcast. You should know this. I was like, oh, mate. I was thinking the exact same thing. As soon as I saw Aston Martin's post, I was like, oh, my God, this means Felipe is going to race. But obviously, yeah, they have to qualify. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was completely name. wrong. And I deleted my comment almost immediately afterwards. So no Lance Stroll in today's race. But it's very interesting. Signs pole for the second week in a row. Russell second and Leclerc third. We're going to take you through the first couple of laps. As we know, Singapore is a track where anything can happen. Do you think the Red Bulls from 11th and 13th can finish on the podium? I do think, mate. They, I, yes, I do. Do you? I definitely think Max can, yeah. Well, why would you put it past him? Well, at this point, who do you think wins with Sainz third, Russell, Russell second and Leclerc third? I think Sainz could still have it. It depends whether like, Red Bull sorted their car out. I mean, I really we, at this point, we don't know. No. But then come after the intro and when we do the rest of the pod we will know but mm. prediction right now yeah I think because we always make our predictions before yeah. quality which is stupid so now yeah, that we have a we better do look that? we it. should do it after we should do it now this is when we should be doing our predictions before every race I know however mate I must say that Liam Lawson was my wild card yep and he's qualified 10th, not for stepping out into Q3. That is, Liam Lawson has really stepped into Did I say 10th or 9th? I can't remember. You just said to get points, I'm pretty sure. I think I said it was going to be either 10th or 9th, though. I don't know. And whether he'll hold on to it, I'm not sure. But 
mega job, obviously, for even getting in the into Q3. Lando Norris fourth. Could it be the week for Lando Norris? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. They're just gearing up for their uh, formation lap right now. Do you reckon it's hot out there? At well, this time? yeah, I've seen a few posts from a few people that have been saying it's like super sweaty, super sticky. I think you can kind of see the heat. Like the yeah. shine on the tire. I know that they're hot tires. Do you know what they just said on, as well? Boy George just walked down the uh, the grid. So he's just performed. Apparently Kings and Leon are performing. And apparently Robbie Williams Robbie is performing. Robbie formation lap. The formation lap has begun. We've got a few new liveries out here this week, haven't we? The Williams has got yeah. a new paint job. And we've got a few sets of different tyres, mate. Leclerc on soft, Sainz, Russell, and most of the grid on mediums. Both Red Bulls going hard, so yeah. that's... And also well, Bottas really on hards as well. Piastri was very unlucky yesterday because he was literally on a flyer and then couldn't complete his lap because Lance had that crash right at the end. So I honestly think he's if, down uh, if Piastri had not had that happen, he could have been way up there, but... Let's tune back in, mate, for the start of the race and uh, give it our best Crofty impression. Okay. What, you're going to do Crofty from now? You're well, gonna... When they start. When they start. Okay. And here we go! As the final <laughs> cars start to line up on the grid, 19,000 horsepower on that first straight down nice, into turn one. It's on four TV. lights, five lights, <laughs> and they're out. Toto looks a happy boy having Russell start there. Oh, it's a great start oh, for my... both Ferraris. Go! Is, is, call the Mercedes oh, Hamilton's oh, gone off. Oh, Hamilton's gone way off. Will he gain there? Oh dear, this is a clusterfuck. Oh my. Relatively, uh, relatively calm Everyone's start. Everyone's clean, but both Ferraris have got to the front. Yeah, and what's Lewis is way up. Where did he start, mate? Well, he, we're going to see a Russell and Hamilton bat here. You got Lando right behind. Lando's lost a spot though, but ha is he going to argue that he got it taken? Because Hamilton went off. Is that, look at Alonso. Go Alonso. Because it's not the, the most energetic start, I must say. This is not a crofty impression at all. <laughs> Imagine you were watching it and this was the commentary you got. <laughs> um, there's a McLaren out front and Alpine overtaking the Hasses there. That's very, very nice, mate. Very calm start to the race. Very calm start to the race. And we'll be back after the race to give you our full review of everything that we've seen. Butter me up and call me Michael because of, holy <laughs> shit, the last five laps oh of that race were absolutely stunking, mate. That has just reminded me and right in my face shown me why I fell in love with this sport. Like, you feel like you've been slapped by a salmon? If, yeah, there's a big old salmon. If every race was like that, mate. <laughs> The last couple of laps, there's so many people to congratulate, so much to talk about. Carlos Sainz has won the Singapore Grand Prix. Mate, that I've got is to say, amazing. This is some of the most stupendous, professional, oh, yeah. calculated driving I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh my God. Incredible to watch the way he knew that if he didn't keep Lando in his DRS he wouldn't have won that race. The way that he sat in front of Lando to give Lando that, that traction to hold off the Mercedes was... 
incredible. It was all he could do. Do you know what? I feel like we haven't been sat on the edge of our seat like that for a little while. No, that is the first time because in a long so time that has happened. Just the re- like the Red Bulls constantly, and finally, I feel like I feel like I've got a new lease of life. Yeah, no, I've do just feel taken exa- a breath I feel of fresh exactly air. Exactly the same. Oh I mean, my god! Thing is, Max still had a really good race. He still managed to finish like fifth. Like he did. It's incredible. I'm gutted for Russell. That is, that is hard, but I did say, that's a bit of a stinker, I did say, I said that it needed to be Hamilton, who was third, because I said that I feel like Russell's going to go for a move, or something's going to go wrong at the end, and he's going to put it in the wall, because I just felt like there was so much pressure on him to do something like Max would, like, he had a lot of pressure. Or... He had the pressure to try and push Norris, but he also had the pressure of Lewis like I right know. behind him. You know, what do you do? He's caught, kind of trapped in a and way. And they couldn't like swap it. They could, you can't really give up a podium. You couldn't just let Lewis through, kind of thing. I do also want to say my wild card from last week yeah. of Liam Lawson yeah. <laughs> coming ninth. Absolutely has come true. Down. Oh, there we go. Fabio Bocca, that's a fantastic prediction. Liam Lawson, I... Mate, it's funny how things can just change like that for someone. Like, I guess being a reserve driver... I feel like we even sound more excited than normal. No, I, I reckon we probably... I am more excited than normal. I have to admit, there's been so many times we pick up the pod after a race. And it's the same thing every yeah. week. So me and you are there like, Max has won again. And then what else do you really talk about? It's funny because our guest that we just had on, which... Should we announce him on the pod yet or not? Because, not yet. Not okay, yet. Well, our guest that we just had on, he knows a lot about racing and stuff. He's not a racing driver. Maybe he was at one point. But he was saying how... What was he saying? What was he saying? He was saying how being a reserve driver, sometimes you can, it can get a bit stale. You know, yeah. after a few years, a few weeks, few months, few years of being a reserve driver, nothing happens. And wh- where is your career going? But this is a prime example of how someone like Liam Lawson can just, it can just change like that. All of a sudden you're racing. And not only is he racing, he's seized yeah. the opportunity by the nuts. And he's fucking pulled, he's squeezed those motherfuckers so hard. I don't see why he wouldn't have a seat next year. Mate, first ever driver to get points. In their first year of Formula One in Singapore. No other driver has ever done that in their rookie year. In Singapore? Yeah. No other driver has ever got points in Singapore as a rookie. Wow. He's the first ever driver. And again, you can mate. see it's why. Clapping. It's, it's a hard trip. Awesome. Also, Oscar Piastri yep. starts 17th and finishes 7th. And he doesn't have the upgrades that Lando has on his car. Oh, really? No. No, Lando got him first last time. Lando's got him first mm. this time as well. Who happened for Suzuka. Okay. But... That is a monstrous drive from him, just as much. There's some rookies, mate, and because he, he's second youngest on the grid. And yep. I, I, again, the guest that we had on was talking about how these younger drivers have got much more of an advantage over the older drivers. Listen to our next guest episode and you'll find out why. Really interesting episode, actually. Really interesting. Um, so, yeah, mate, just these young drivers are absolute beasts. Let's quickly run through the, uh, the finishing top ten. So, Sainz, Norris, Hamilton, Leclerc, Verstappen... Gasly up there in sixth, Piastri, Perez, Lawson in ninth, Magnussen in tenth. Nice to see Magnussen get some points after Hulkenberg's been dominating him all season. Yeah, it was a strange race for the midfield pack because the Red Bulls were holding them up for most of it because the mm. Red Bull had enough pace to like get away, but then it was just so slippy. There was something wrong with the Red Bull all weekend. Yeah, it hasn't been good. And it's weird to watch. Like it's weird to see. That I missed practice. Wrong. I must admit, I missed practice because I've been out. I've been busy. But my dad called me up and he was like, have you watched practice? And I was like, nah, dad, you know what? I've been out, but 
you know, practice you can never really sort of tell too much what's going to happen. No, because you never know what they're running. No one's doing anything. But he was like, no, he was like, mate, the Red Bulls aren't looking very good. And I was like, yeah, you know, but they're probably like just, you know, playing ball, you know. Not I think like, it's about how they set the cars for certain races because Toto was just saying then, he was saying we've had seasons where we've won. Yeah, well, I can't do it in his voice. Season <laughs> one was not very good. <laughs> he was saying they've had seasons where they win like most races, but they come to Singapore and they can't do anything because yeah. the car is not set up for that track so wow. the Red Bull just clearly isn't isn't set but Max and they did get points in the end but for me that whole race has just lit a fire of Formula 1 back up it makes me buzzing for next weekend I think biggest heartbreak for the race other than George obviously that's pretty big is probably Esteban Ocon coming out of the race his car gave up because it was his birthday today and he was having a good race yeah happy he birthday did some Esteban amazing Ocon. moves yeah happy birthday Esteban he was driving like an absolute beast I must say pressing Alonso the whole time and I like watching that because they're old teammates and I always think that dynamic of racing someone who's been a teammate before must have that little bit extra mm. kind of like what we saw with Sainz and Norris and you said they were teammates before yeah and they're good friends and yeah helping each other out I like that yeah it's great yeah that, they're just that extra little bit of spice but no, it was also heartbreak for you, Sonoda. It's the second DNF in a row. Yeah. That, and it also is going into his home Grand Prix now. That's the last thing he would have wanted. He would no, have. but I guarantee you he's going to be on the fucking podium or something because we saw how Ferrari came out of nowhere for Monza. Yeah, and the Alfa Tauri's got serious upgrades, which is yeah. why, well, Liam is a good driver, but that's why he's doing so well in it. The mm. Alfa Tauri is a quick car at the moment. Yeah. It, no, it was a... It was a remarkable race with loads of different strategies going on. Like, I've made notes here that don't even make sense now because I wrote them down. Like, early on, they yeah, pitted Joe. Through, yeah. They pitted Joe on, like, lap two for hards and went, we're going to go to the end. And I was thinking, oh, that could work out. Like, he could end up jumping everyone. But then they pitted him again. And I was like, well, he's just lost all the time that when he gained. They, what lap did they pit him on? They pitted him on, like, lap two. And then they pitted him again on, like, lap 12. There's no way those hards were going to ever go all the way to the end, were they? No. But I guess no one really knew. What were they thinking at pitting him on lap two? Well... Ruth? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Ruth? What was that all about? I do want to give a big, also, congratulations before we go any further to Fernando Alonso for completing 100,000 kilometres race distance. Mm -hmm. Mega. He's, guys breaking records every week. 2.5 times round the equator. So just to clear that up, that is driving around the world two times and a half. Yep, the furthest point of the Earth. As that well. is ridiculous. That seems like w way too far to drive. If to anyone's going to do it, though, it's going to be Alonso, isn't it? Because he's a G. But you've got to think, they don't even like race every weekend. And that means he's done it twice and a half all the way around the world. Yep. That is pretty epic. And also, you know, I guess the biggest thing about this race was the fact that the fucking evil beast who's been at the top of Formula 1 this whole time, <laughs> have finally finally lost their win streak. Red Bull, 15 consecutive wins. Yep. Gone. Max Verstappen, what, yeah, 10, 10 wins? 10 win streak? No, gone. Like 13, mate. Was it? Yeah, or Red Bull was 13. No. I, Red yeah. Bull was 15. I think Max was 10. I don't know, 13, 12. I know he just set the record for it. But I, it's, it's mad. As soon as someone else wins, like all of the stats and everything I had for Red Bull have just completely gone because it's like, oh my god, mm. someone else is, someone else is finally. I did right here though that one thing I did want to say is Max just doesn't make any mistakes. When you really think about it, like, and you think about this whole season, even to finish fifth, like, mm. as a driver, he makes no mistakes. Like he never taps a wall. He never goes over a car. I think he's learned pretty quick, much. hasn't he? 
He has learned quick because he, he wasn't always perfect back in the day. He always had that raw speed and kind of aggression and, and the confidence, but he was making mistakes when he was younger. So he has, in the last couple of years, he has really learned quickly to... Uh, to stop doing that shit. And how unlucky that Lando, well, Lando tapped that wall on that last lap as well. Mm. And then Russell taps the same wall. Imagine that put both of them out. Like, Lando was lucky to tap that wall and keep going round. Yeah, it so clearly what would that, ruined George. So that would have put Hamilton and Leclerc up, Hamilton in second, Leclerc in third, which actually would have been quite boring. So I'm glad Norris is up there. Mm. Good to see him up there. I just want to see him win a race now, mate. Like, he's clearly got it. Do you know I think, mean? yeah, I think he's ready for a race win. I mean, the McLaren's definitely quick with the upgrades that he had, but the tyres at the end just didn't give him the... He didn't have the tyres at the end, neither did signs. It would have been interesting if, like, Lando had pitted as well. I was, it was quite strange that only the Mercedes did. I did think maybe, maybe Lando would risk it. I still think... I still go back to, like, the pod that we did a few months back when I said, like, you know, each driver should only be allowed three years at a team. I think that would mix shit up so much more, mate. So much more. Because how long has Lando been at McLaren for? About three years? Or is it, is it longer? I don't know. I think it's about three or four He's years. He's been there the whole time I've been watching. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But, like, if there was just compulsory changes to the teams, you know, that would be, be the shit. But then it doesn't really... I think one of the main things is, like, being at a team for a long time and building the car around you and evolving it. Like, I think that's where McLaren and Lando are in a really good place now because he's been there for so long that they've, like, learnt who their driver is, learnt what he, hit, what he wants from a car. But that I doesn't see it just like happen the, overnight. I see it like the World Cup, you know, when they, when they pick the balls out and they choose, like, who's, which team's <laughs> going to be playing who? Hugh. Hugh? <laughs> Who, who's going to be playing against Hugh? No, that's what I've always said would be the best way they do F1. Every driver has the same contract, pretty much. At the beginning of the season, there's a draw. There's 10 teams, you there's for? 20 drivers in a pot, <laughs> and they just pick them out. And that is that, because they're all amazing drivers. So I'd love that. That would kind of only work if all the cars were the same. But then it, that's the thing. Me and you see it as like a, we really like the drivers and we follow certain people. Like I was saying, I think Carlos Sainz might even be my favorite driver now. But it is a constructive sport. He's definitely stepped it up, isn't he, old Carlos Sainz? We should probably revert back quickly to quality, where Stroll had that huge crash. Oh, no, we spoke about it in the start of the We did speak pod, about it we? at the beginning of the pod. Huge crash, 150 miles an hour, mate. So, um, and you showed me that video of it from the stands as well. Like, even on TV, it doesn't do it justice. Like, when you see the video of the guy standing over it with yeah. his phone recording the track, that makes you realise, like, that's a really bad crash. Mm. It's quite amazing, really, that he just jumped straight. We thought the car was going to flip, didn't we? It? Yeah, I thought it was gonna, he was going to roll that motherfucker. But luckily, he didn't. And probably my favorite part of quality was uh, Liam Lawson. It was actually Liam who knocked Verstappen out in Q2. Yep. And I've got a few stats here. It's the seventh time in 15 races that Perez hasn't made Q3. But it's the first time since Jeddah that Max hasn't made Q3. And that was a mechanical failure in Jeddah. So it wasn't even his fault. Mm. Um, Perez was, was so pissed. Yeah. Like that's the first, in quality, that was the first time I'd heard Perez swear. It was like, boom, that, boom, 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 boom. It was just bleeping the whole time. And do you remember, was it in quality when they actually didn't bleep Max's swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept it in. They blepped it the whole time. And then I think Crofty or Ted was talking. They blepped just, it. It blepped the word. Yeah, blep. I've just blep, 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 blep. I think one of them was chatting and then you could hear the radio underneath. And yeah, he just, you could hear Max say, fuck. Uh, yeah, it, well, to be fair, I think Red Bull made a couple of mistakes this weekend, really. Like, because... I don't know why they didn't pit them. It was the first time since Russia 2018 that Red Bull have been in Q3. Haven't been. Stat man. 
Uh, Ferrari haven't had a front row lockout since Monza 2022. And they did. They uh, didn't have a front row lockout. Did they not? No. No, they didn't, did they? No. So I should have deleted that. They had that. pole, but they didn't I have I should have deleted that, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there hasn't been a front row lockout in Singapore since 2014 when it was Lewis and Rosberg for Mercedes. And we still didn't have it this weekend. So, no. so, so because you're a load of bollocks. Said, no, but I, my will, someone actually messaged us and said that our wheel knowledge is improving. And I actually... Our approved, wheel knowledge? Yeah, someone said that. And I've proved it to myself because Crofty made a mistake. Crofty, wheel is round. Crofty said okay, that that was Sainz's first win for Ferrari. And I was able to sit here and go, no, it wasn't. He won Silverstone last year. Well, this brings me on to a little bit of gym chat that I had with Matt from P1. Oh, is this what you gym lads do? This is what us gym lads do, yeah. When we're in the gym, pumping iron, all right? Sometimes I take my shirt off, you know? You don't. You're not one of them guys that takes your shirt off yeah. the and gym. And then I get escorted out, so then I have to put it back on. But me and Jack were just, you know, sculpted into pythons, pumping some iron away. And we were talking about commentators, and he mentioned Alex Jakes. Yeah. Because, and he said to me, you know, Alex Jakes, the goat of... I always thought it was Alex Jacks. Well, it's spelt like Jacques, isn't it? Like J-A-C-Q-U-E-S, I think. Okay. Right? But apparently it's Jakes. I don't know. The French well, can't Jakes spell. is a great name. You know I, would, I think it should be Jakes. Yes, yeah, fair. And he's, he called him like the goat of uh, commentary. And I was like, do you actually think he's the goat? And he was like, well, no. Nah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's like, you know, the greatest of all time. But he's definitely like on his way to being. Like Matt thinks very highly of Alex Jakes. For anyone who doesn't know, Alex Jakes, I believe, does all the commentary for Formula 2. Yeah, at least in the UK. Don't know about anywhere else. And we've listened to him, and he know he does know his shit. I think you and me, and this is the perfect example between like you and me, and then like what Matt and Tommy do in P one. Yeah, because our favourite commentator is obviously Crofty. Yeah, because to me, and you said it about football commentary, how it's like you like listen to like someone sing, like the way that they flow, like during the race. Yeah, they keep it going, but also the tone of the voice, like it is like Crofty is like conducting an orchestra when he does his commentary, and it's so I fucking love that because it really gets my heart going. Yeah, you know, I don't know if Alex Jakes does that as much. However, Alex has the stats and the facts and everything else, like Randall. Yeah, exactly. And Matt was saying, you know, when the whole Lewis and Max thing happened at Abu Dhabi a couple of years back, Crofty, you know, Matt was saying Crofty didn't particularly know that what had gone wrong, you know, what was wrong or not. And it wasn't until Alex Jakes told Crofty, like, you know, this, it was wrong because of this, this and this, you know. So I guess what I'm saying is you and me just love the sing song and the dance and the, and the emotion <laughs> and the fun, whereas like Alex Jakes has more of the stats and facts. But I'd love to know what people at home like. Do you want to hear someone getting the facts right all the time? And I mean, I suppose you do. I think you right? don't want to be, well, I say you don't want to be hearing facts that are wrong, but then quite clearly everyone who listens to our podcast has a reason to listen to us. We get stuff wrong all the time. We get shit wrong all the time. And the fact that Crofty goes out and gets shit wrong live on air and he is the main commentator for like F1 Sky or whatever. Yeah. Puts my mind at ease a little bit, mate. And it's like what you said, like people like Matt and Tommy are amazing at what they do because they are so clued up. Like they, they know they, everything. That's right? what I mean. They can talk about certain things that we wouldn't talk about. But then a lot of listeners almost don't want to know that. There'd be a lot of other listeners that would rather listen to us talk about our dreams. Or yeah. talk, talk about, about just, lucid dreaming you know, and fucking catching still, a fish. We, we can still come on here and talk about Formula One. Probably the same way most people would go down the pub or go out with their friends and go, I watched the race this week. Yeah, it was amazing. Did you see that bit? That's where we're at. Yeah. We're just like that community of F1 fans having a chat with them people. And we actually had a load of responses to the last pod. We put a call out saying like, guys, who, who what guests do you 
want to hear like yep. on the pod like who do you want to know and loads of people just message us and in general was just saying like you know guys been listening to your stuff for a long time we got some really nice shit so maybe on like thursday's episode we'll kind of go through a few voice notes because some, some people sent notes. some lovely stuff yeah yeah so you still got some time to send some in but yeah some of the voice notes are amazing to hear you guys listening on your way to school at work tell us where you're from because it's cool hearing that you're all around the world like yeah and that, someone that actually mad. people actually suggest like decent guests that aren't even in yeah. formula one as well like some bloke said uh travis pastrana now travis pastrana is going to be almost impossible to get on our pod i know that i no understand that impossible, may if but, we try but i would love and i'm 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 so happy that we have listeners who also want to hear those kinds of people on our pod because i grew up watching travis pastrana you know the first double backflip on a fucking dirt bike unbelievable i would love nothing more than for tp to be sat you don't even know who he is do no so <laughs> when you said i thought he was a drama you said first double back on a bike i was thinking i thought he was a drama travis pastrana was the first guy in the world to do a double backflip on a motocross bike okay at, i believe it was the x games yeah that must have been a pretty amazing moment bro i'll show you the clip no i've seen it you've shown me it you before. have seen it yeah and he throws the bike at the end comes off rips his helmet off amazing that means I reckon he's a pioneer. To break a record like that. He's a pioneer. He is like the Christopher Columbus of 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 twenty twenty. And Christopher Columbus is the guy that went around the world, right? Discovered America. He went all the way around the world. I believe so. I believe he. So Fernando America. Alonso is basically Christopher Columbus times two. Yeah. If you two point five. Fernando Alonso <laughs> is basically Travis Pastrana. Breaking news. Oh, it's not very breaking actually. But I I thought of something the other day and I thought we have to talk about it on the pod. Yeah. And now I wanted to talk about it on the pod because I don't know whether this is just me or whether everyone in the world also deals with this same thing. Depression? <laughs> well, I'm crippling pretty, anxiety I'm every time you leave the house. The yeah, that's me as well. I never <laughs> like leaving the house. No, this is serious. Breathing. Everyone breathes. Every human breathes, right? Uh, okay. all the all the ones that are alive yeah but whilst we're doing this pod and we're sat here right now and you're doing whatever you're doing in your day listening i guarantee you're not thinking about breathing you're just your body's just doing it oh yeah it's it like, just does it on its own like naturally right yeah same as like blinking but if you think if you start thinking about it like now if you take a breath until you forget about it again you've got to do all of it you have to keep breathing. And the other day, it kept me up for like an hour because I just was getting so stressed on myself because I had to keep breathing. Because I was thinking about it. Like, think about it. Breathe and think about it. Like, do your breaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Now you're going to have to keep doing it until you forget about it. Yeah. Uh, have you not ever fallen asleep, though, and forgotten to breathe? Well, I'm still here, so I don't think so. I mean, I've done that a couple of times in my life when like, I've, I've just started drip it, drifting off to sleep. I'm just dropping off, and all of a sudden, I'm like... <laughs> Ah, I forgot to fucking breathe. I forgot to breathe, mate. Yeah, the, no, the worst is when you fall, when you're falling in a dream or something, and you get that sudden. I know, you know, mate. mate when this, you shoot up, that this, is awful. This morning slash last night, bam, elbow to my girlfriend's face. Oh, that's not good. This morning, it wasn't a hard one, but I, it was. And I checked my phone. It was about. Were you asleep when you did this? No, I was wide awake. I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it was about seven a.m. That's a joke. It was about 7am, and I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. It was about 7am, and we weren't ready to get up yet, because it's Sunday, and I was getting up at like 9, you know? So that's what Sundays are for. Um, and I clearly had some sort of dream, and I don't remember doing it, but I just remember, bam, 
elbow, like a clean elbow. <laughs> Did you wake up to her screaming? Straight to the like the frontal lobe of her face. No. Um, but, it, but I don't think it was a hard one because she was absolutely sound afterwards. And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, did I just smack you in the face? And she was like, yeah, yeah, you did. And I was like, I didn't even say sorry. I just went to sleep. That is Gone. awful. You must have said sorry. Well, I said sorry in the emergency room when they were like sewing up her nose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow, what a race, what a weekend. I'm so happy, I'm so happy for the... They were saying it at the end, like, for an average Formula 1 fan or for a neutral fan, amazing. Mm. And I would consider us pretty neutral fans. Like, we don't really care in the aspect of who wins. I I wouldn't be angry if someone wins or, you know, upset if someone wins. I wouldn't be pissed, but I still am rooting for Alonso every race. Well, Alonso today, mate... I don't know where the car's been these last few races, mate. I said it last pod. I feel like they've kind of dropped off a little bit. I'm not really sure what's going on. And I would say, well, no, I think I do have high hopes for Japan because it is looking like it's going to rain, potentially. Well, we said that for this week and there was no rain. No. So the weather forecast can change pretty quickly. It can. But I think in previous years, probably the same as Singapore as well, but Japan does normally rain most times. No. Japan's going to be a good race, and it's next weekend, so I like the fact that they're back-to-back. This is a nice leg of the calendar. Do you know what I think, though, mate? I think Japan should also be another street race. Okay. But the track's amazing. Suzuka's an amazing track. Like, people love it. Yeah, but it's so... And I was chatting again to, you know, my missus, sorry, my girlfriend, if we don't use that word. Right, do you want to it's throw been, that in my face anymore? It's been made very clear. I've got a girlfriend, look at me, look at me, I've got a girlfriend. But just because, uh, I'm not even going to go into it, mate, you don't deserve it, all right? But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Just because, um, yeah, so I was chatting to her about it because she works in F1, so it makes sense for me to talk to her about it. And I think, the way I see F1 these days is like... You Sorry, know, you got a girlfriend. You know, so I've actually got a girlfriend. Um, the way I see F1 is like, it, it's, it's not just a race anymore. It's like a massive injection of cash into like whichever city or country yep. is putting it on. And you think about the amount of people that are traveling to the races, the hotels, the restaurants, the yep. public transport, everything. This is like a surge of income mm-hmm. for anywhere. Tokyo is the most amazing place I've ever been to in my in my life. It's the it's the craziest uh, craziest city. You've in the always world. said I'd love it. The roads are massive. You would love it, mate. I, uh, I do anyone, think I would love it. Out of anyone I know, you would be the person the most who loves it. Bro, I would walk around dressed as Mario all week, and I'd just get in one of them carts and drive around the track because you can drive around the streets in a cart, can't you? Like, yeah, go-kart. you can. Yeah, I would just do that everywhere. I didn't get no to do it because I didn't have carts. a friggin' driver's license when I went. I was so depressed. Oh, that is sad. When I got a tattoo instead, but all my friends would just drive around i was bummed about that tattoos cool though yeah it's all right it's a bit lame actually you know <laughs> yeah Tattoo, tattoos are a bit lame really <laughs> well mine do i've got a minion on my leg <laughs> not many 27 year old men have a minion tattooed on that's their leg. true but back to tokyo the the roads are so big you could like wide like you could definitely have a race there it would be unbelievable at night yep. all the lights and all the people because everyone will fly into Tokyo for the race but then they got to drive or get on a train for three hours to go to Suzuka and I'm pretty sure it's in the middle of nowhere and there's a massive cruise ship floating past our house right oh now look at that oh my good lord how weird is that there's a cruise ship in the Thames how on earth do they get a cruise ship in the Thames because the Thames can't be that deep 
I went over there the other day. That is a big old cruise ship. You know, you were telling me about all the restaurants and stuff down by the yeah, water there. Yeah, it's nice over there. Yeah, I went, I went there the other day. Yeah, it's a nice area. And you can see, actually, uh, the Thames barriers. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for that. So, for anyone who was, you know, still trying to figure out where we live, you now maybe you're a little yeah, now, closer. Now you're even closer. To <laughs> no, I, I don't think they'd ever get rid of Suzuka for one. It's That's probably one of people's favorite tracks. A lot of people love it. But I could I could definitely see Tokyo Street Circuit F1. Be awesome. Being awesome with all the lights. I've always thought the same with New York. But then also, I'd love again, one in New York. New York mate. would be friggin' awesome it, I don't well. know if the roads would accommodate it, but... Well, they would. They're huge, aren't they? Like... But they're all but they're all square. Yeah, it? that's the thing. Like, I don't know if you could like build it around Central Park. Like, Indy can't do it though. What they drive through New York? Not New York, but like you know, with barriers, you can make swooping turns. You know, rather than just it would be it. insane in New York. New York, New York, and the Big Apple, the Big Pear, mate, the Big Pear. <laughs> Have you been to it. New York? Never. You would love it, I think. Yeah. I think you'd like New York. Why? It's one of my favourite places in the world. Maybe I would. I would love to live there for a bit. Do you know why? Because I'd love to like walk out in front of a cab and be like, Hey, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! All right? And get in like an argument with someone on the street. No, because I, whenever, when I went to New York, I'm standing there trying to do what people do in the movies. Where you're standing on the side of the road, you're hanging your hand out with your thumb. And everyone's just looking at me like, what is this guy doing? Like, they can just tell you're British. <laughs> they just don't even come near me. Do you know what? There's a lot of Italians in New York, right? And A like, lot of Italians, Italians Especially the American Italians are the kind of, or Italian Americans, the kind of people who like you can have some brawling fucking argument with, but it's fine. Like it's just normal. Like yeah. let a bit of steam off. So I want to have an argument with an Italian bloke on the streets of New York, and then we both just shake each other's hand and walk off. I'd love that. <laughs> All right, that's well, the experience. Make I want. that your mission, and then go get a pizza. Yeah, what of a little stand of a pizza stand? But apparently, there's a load of like amazing pizza. In Did you New see York. that amazing thing that happened in New York streets a couple of years ago with Banksy? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. You know, everyone listening or a lot of people must know Banksy, one of the most famous artists. So no one really knows who he is. He does art in places, whatever. It's Max from Gumble. <laughs> yeah, Max from Gumble is Banksy. Okay, yeah, whatever. But in New York, a couple of years ago, Banksy got like a hundred paintings, like a hundred paintings, and gave them to like a random street stall, set up his own one in New York, and sold them all really cheap. Wow! And then everyone realized, like a month later, that they'd bought a painting for like ten dollars, and it was worth like two million. Oh shit! Yeah, really? and no one wow. knew that they were buying like Banksy's art. Imagine it, having the power to do that. That is so sick, isn't it? Speaking of art, mate. I didn't think I'd actually talk about this on the pod, but I've recently, I'm not really much of an art guy. I feel like I haven't got to that stage in my life yet. I had to take art in college to come back. Marston said you had to take art. I lasted (laughs) two weeks because of how bad I fucked the first project. (laughs) That was bad. I feel like I've, I've, maybe I'm entering my stage of life now when I'm starting to appreciate art a bit more because I found this guy. His name is Hiroshi Nagai, right? And for anyone at home who knows or doesn't know about it, just Google it anyway because... I think his art is badass. Really? Uh, I'd have to show you it. but like, What the, does he do? Does he paint? Does he watercolour? Honestly, mate, I Crayons. don't. His art looks like it's computer generated. Like, it yeah. looks like it's been made on a computer because the lines are, like, so straight. Everything yeah. is so perfect. But I'm fairly sure he paints it. And, like, you can't... You, it's, it's hard to get even a print of it anywhere. But I really want to get one for the flat because they're so nice. But, you know, like... And this is, like... This is what people have said online... It's like it gives you a nostalgic feeling when you look at it. 
but like it's kind of like art based in the 80s it's like 80s style okay now we were born in 95 so how the fuck can it be nostalgic that's probably what you're thinking i was right? born in 96 which is the year damon hill won the world championship is it don't really? get it wrong i did not know that <laughs> you learn something new every day brand new mate honestly but then i thought yeah well the reason why my gen- our generation might think it's like well i'm a different generation. talking about our generation the reason why we might think it's nostalgic is because we all played Grand Theft Auto Vice City and all of the artwork for yes. that was like 80s style, mate. Well, so. my mum never let me have Grand Theft Auto because it was an 18. Really? So I used to always go around my friends' houses and play. Funny how there's games you can't play if you're not 18, yet it's only 16 to join the military. Very strange. Funny that, isn't it? My mum never let me have any games. I wasn't even allowed Call of Duty, mate. Really? Nah. Well, that's not true because you were like a Call of Duty like. Yeah, you know, no, I wasn't allowed champion. it. Though. I had to get it off my friend. If my mum realised there was an eighteen, I wouldn't. She. The thing is, my mum isn't a strict person. You know, my mum. But when I was a kid, like she, mm. she had like a bit of a hold, and then I think one day she was like, right, there's I've no, lost it. there's no holding Jake in a cage anymore. He can now, he can now overpower me. It's gone. <laughs> she realised that when she tried to ground me, and I jumped out the window, didn't come back for two days, and would have stayed at my friend's house. That's, that was the end. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of veered off topic a little bit, haven't we? Um, yeah. Should we veer off even further? Which, well, I mean, I like it in a way. <laughs> well, we had a great chat about Formula I'm in a great mood because it was a great race. It was a really great race. Shame for Russell at the end there. Shame for Ocon. Um, and shame for Alonso in my books. Mm, but And Yuki. What a great freaking race for Sainz. What a great race for Norris. Lewis back on the podium. Sainz has really woken up. But we all know Sainz is a great driver. He's he's probably the number one at Ferrari now with his current performances. Like, he's been pole two weeks in a row. Mm. Ever since the break, he's come back and he's looked alive. And today wasn't just look a alive. Race. He was so calculated today. He did. He showed his inner Fernando Alonso, if you don't mind me saying. No, I like he that. was controlling the race from the front. He would never have lost if he didn't play scientifically like that. Mm. He had to do what he did. Yeah, it was and, key. And he won the race because of it. Yeah. And I, do do we think next week's going to be back to back to Japan and Red Bull one two? Maybe. Like Toto said that he expects Red Bull to bounce straight back. Don't get me wrong. I would love Red Bull to be in that battle. That's all I want. If Red Bull, if Max was in that four at the end and there was five of them, it would have been even better. Mm. Like I could deal with that. If Max was in that chain and then he went and won and it was like, oh my God, what a drive. No one would care if Max won every week. It's only when he's like 30 seconds ahead every week. Everyone's like, come on. Yeah. That's it. Like That's why it was so amazing today. Because just seeing the way the train was working and... The fact that Perez was holding up like the hole in the middle of the field is just <laughs> hilarious to watch. Like, well, let's just see what uh, twenty twenty four holds, mate, because we are slowly starting to wind down. Mm. There isn't, you know, many races left. I do just also want to point out that Lewis Hamilton has now overtaken Fernando Alonso in the driver's standings. Okay, which is. Interesting. My points, my app hasn't actually updated. So let me just try and refresh the old F1 app here as we dive in to the standings. What are they saying? The standings are saying that, yeah, uh, yes, he's 10 points ahead of Fernando. He's got 180 points. So it's actually all to play for for Fernando now for the uh, the end of uh, the final third of the season. We got what we got coming up. We have got Japan, Qatar, 
United States, Mexico, Brazil, Vegas. Can't wait for Brazil. And Abu Dhabi. Cannot wait for Brazil. At this point in the season, right now, if you had to make a prediction of who will win next year, would you just say Max again? Yeah. Do you think Red Bull were just going to bounce back? I know, I know that this is after one race. I'm just saying if you had to guess for next year who will be the top. I think Max probably top, but I don't think it's going to be as an easy ride. As a bigger margin. And I think it. I think next year could be a hell of a lot more of an exciting season. Yeah, I think next year will be crazy. I don't think Red Bull will win the Constructors next year. I think Max might win the championship, but it, I reckon it could be McLaren. Because Lando's looking unbelievable mm. and Oscar... You have to give it to the kid. It's his first year and he's remarkable. Mm. Once he's got them upgrades, if they have both them drivers, second, third, fourth, fifth, every week, I reckon McLaren will be right up there. They, they make way less mistakes than Ferrari. Yeah. Could be interesting, mate. It, I think next year will be really good. Well, we better stick around and make sure that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're locked in and loaded for it, mate. Well, let's lock and load. Let's lock and load. But for guys, that is the end of our Singapore grand prix roundup it is happy monday everyone hope everyone has a fantastic week we'll be back on thursday for uh japan pre-race predictions and we'll probably have something else crazy to talk to you about but we will also be dropping our next guest episode yes that'll be before that won't it yeah maybe if you're listening to this on monday maybe we're dropping it tomorrow but yeah it maybe will be tuesday com- it's gonna be coming pretty soon so get you could ready be for getting that. a shitload of fucking episodes in a week guys. and we took him go-karting and um, he joined the Pit Stop Fastest Go-Kart and Lap. So our YouTube is at Pit Stop. If you're not subscribed to it, go and subscribe because it's an episode that we would probably recommend you watch because yeah. you want to be able to see. And also there's videos and stuff we're putting into the episode. Yeah, but we're zhuzhing it up. It's not really a podcast, to be honest, guys. These videos with the guests that we do on our YouTube, they're, they're not really podcasts. It's a bloody TV show. It's almost like a freaking show. All right? all right. So make sure you watch it. <laughs> Mark Webber! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said Mark Webber for a while. <laughs> People love that. By oh, way. didn't we find out something fascinating? That the managers of the drivers make 20% of their overall package. So if you're a drop manager of a I don't know if it's all, but it's some. But like they have more than one driver. So being a manager of F1 drivers. Yeah, you're fucking sorted. That is mad. You, if you are just get sorted. one in, 20% of everything they earn for their whole career. Yeah. That's it's not mega, mate. bad, is it? It's mega. We've also learned some other insider information, which unfortunately we can't and it's share super with you guys. We're, but we're, it's honestly, so we're, we're right in there. It, you won't believe it. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know anyway. if anyone believes anything. Sorry to tease said. you guys that much. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Pit Stop. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Uh, Fab's going to leave you with a motivational quote. If you're sitting at home, you're sitting at work, you're sitting on public transport, you're sitting in the car, and you're bored. You need to head over to our YouTube channel. <laughs> that's not a motivational quote. That's a sales pitch. And hit that subscribe button because we are so <laughs> close, guys, to 100,000 subs. And I can't believe we're getting there. I cannot believe it. We're on like 83K. Can't believe we're nearing 100K. So if you want to spice your life up and you want a bit of extra fun every now and again, then just hit that subscribe button. Yeah. Or you could not subscribe and live a miserable life. <laughs> or you could make multiple accounts and subscribe on all of them. That would really help us get there. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. Go wild. Do what you want. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to Pit Stop. Rate the podcast five stars. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. But remember, there's a bonus episode coming with a guest before that. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic week. And we won't be around to tell you that it's live, apart from if you follow us on Instagram or if you're subscribed on YouTube. So do one of those two or both, preferably both. 
Is that, is that everything? You got it all out? Sailed done. Yep, sailed done. Yep. Thank you for listening. See you guys later. Later.